0: We're so excited to share this teaching message with you from Sikamo Church, Ibadan, Nigeria. We believe God knows you and loves you, and through His Word, He expresses His plans and purposes for your life. We hope that you open up your heart and really sense God speak to you through this message from our pastor, Tolulokwe Mudi. Let's get right into the service and be blessed by this message.
1: All right, praise God. Okay, are we ready this morning? Let's just get straight to work. So, if you would, I'm about to bring my wife up. So, you know, you have to stand up if you have manners. So, um, <laughs> would you please just help me honor my wife? Thank you, team. Thank you so much, guys. And um, she's my wife of like... Um, um, it keeps getting better. I lose count of the years. You can't like remember. Six. You can't remember. Six years.
2: Six years what?
1: When did we get married? Got married 20. Six years what? We got married... Don't put me under pressure. We got married. Yeah,
2: give me my ring. <laughs> 20, we
1: got married 20, 2014. October. Um, yeah, October twenty fourteen. October 2014. To February as well. So this year makes it um seven years. It's too
2: fast. Seven years. Did Why I get the calculation?
1: Years? And I'm suddenly feeling like did I miss it? No, I got it. Yes, um, six years. Yeah, and it's actually been the best six years of her life. Um, just being married to me, it's been amazing. It's a beautiful journey, and we hope that today we can inspire you just out of our journey and our story. Um, I thought I could give Taiwo the mic before we start uh, then we would Yes. Yeah, so if we are we comfortable here yet because I don't want anybody falling down I don't want stories that touch um, okay you have to be on this side top lesson when you are married, the guys on this side what Fantastic. part of scripture Jeremiah 57 Jeremiah 57 verse That's 92 my... Alright, please be seated. Thank Good you. Good morning, How church.
2: It? How are you guys doing? Good to see you. Before before we get to the conversation, with, I thought we would just put our, like our pastors our on the spot. We're going to do something I call fastest firsts. Every journey has a beginning. So, we want to know the... It's a game, so we will know that you're a winner at the is end of the day. What do you give the winner? We have Why to let there Let there be winners. Win. Mm. Okay. So we want to know. We're just. I'm going to just gonna shoot questions at you. It's one question. We'll see who is the first to answer from your journey first. Right? We I'm are one in Christ.
1: <laughs> wow. And we have won through Jesus. Wow. <laughs> make them <male laughs> <female. No>. Wow.
2: <laughs> answer your question.
1: No. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's go. Place of first conversation. Kanu. Bagauda. I did think this is true.
2: Color of top first time you met.
1: Wait now we're still meditating on that one. <laughs> Color of top, top first time you met. White. It was law school. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> meal on first date. Oh. Mr. Biggs.
1: Meal, meal, meal.
2: Rice. Rice and chicken. That's your best food,
1: though.: You didn't eat rice that day. You were farming.
2: I didn't ask who meal
1: on first day i chose your meal but you ate blood i won (laughs) she was hungry that day she was not for me i eat light (laughs) after we got married i know better
2: (laughs) first birthday gift you were given perfume Yes, for obvious is. reasons, yeah.
1: Yes. Wow. <laughs> for obvious reasons. If your guy wow. gives you perfume, it might be for his comfort.
2: <laughs> final one, I thought I'd just throw this one in, it'd be easy, but final one. Place of discovery of first pregnancy. Hospital. Oh.
1: No. I came home that day, I was at home. No. Please, why this going? It was, a, she discovered it at home. Then I came home, and she told me,
2: no, no, no okay, 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 okay. I, okay, I think. Yeah. Is, right. Can we give our pastors a round of applause? No, please, Who's the winner? Ta- Ta- i I no, got no, the no, most it's questions. A draw. No. It's a what? It's a draw. How is it a draw?
1: Who is the artist? <laughs> okay, so, 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 so. so. Okay, so, um, thank you, Taiu. Um, yeah, I hope that got us a bit settled. So basically, what we are hoping we can do in this moment is that, um. By God's grace, we can um, just get talking about dating, marriage. Um, last week, we kind of laid a foundation with the thought of love and talking about how love is this passionate thing. And of course, today's Valentine's Day. If nobody has told you Happy Vows Day yet, just know that Jesus is your lover. You know, and you know, I, I don't know that fantastic. So, um, but but what we hope we can do in these moment is that maybe just out of our story, out of our journey, and maybe just really anchoring all of these on God's Word. Um, we are still on that journey. We're learning. Um, we keep learning. I mean, that's a big part of it. But we hope we can share some things that you would find relevant, whoever you are, wherever you are on the journey, whether you've been married now for so many years, maybe many years more than us, or you are even just not yet in a relationship and, or whatever. We hope that we can just share across board and you would find some things that are helpful. But I thought I could read Matthew 19 just to give us a foundation um, before we start. Matthew and the 19th chapter I'll read from verse 8 in the message Bible I think it's just this profound scripture that um, is so interesting and um, Jesus said Moses provided for divorce as a concession to your hard heartedness but it is not part of God's original plan I'm holding you to the original plan and holding you liable for adultery if you divorce your faithful wife and then marry someone else I make an exception in in cases where the spouse has committed adultery. Now, this is where I'm going, verse 10. Jesus' disciples objected. They said, even though that the terms of marriage were stuck, why get married? verse 11, but Jesus said, not everyone is mature enough to live a married life. It requires a certain aptitude and grace. Marriage isn't for everyone. Some from birth seemingly never give marriage a thought. Like me. Nah. (laughs) Others never get asked or accepted. And some, yeah, actually. And some decide not to get married for kingdom reasons. Me? No. <laughs> that
2: was intentional before.
1: Before I swept you off your feet. But if you are capable of growing, like you lost your life plan because of me. If you are capable of growing, now this is, this is the point I don't want you to miss. If you are capable of growing into the largeness of marriage, do it. And I really hope that through this conversation, um, we would inspire ourselves, every one of us. I'm really hoping to be inspired just in the direction of growing. Of growing into what the Bible calls the largeness of marriage. Whether you're already in it, whether you're on a journey towards it, I really hope we can inspire ourselves to like, grow into this large space that you know Jesus is talking about. I see the screen is on. Do you have any pictures? I, I thought we could introduce our family to you before we get started, but I don't see it here. So if you... if we, can I? Do you have any pictures that we can... Um, introduce that with okay so let me know if there's a picture up at any point All right. okay so um that's um that's my wife in the middle with the two products of passion that we have um two products of passion how did you get your children so basically um our son our, our daughter is four
2: want
1: to <laughs> <laughs> yeah to help me now um, yeah, she's, four. she's four yeah she'll be five this year and then our son is um three
2: before this year. He'll before it. this year, yeah.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. So um our daughter is this? um Jesu Foribomi, and our son is Musa Sore Jesu. Okay, got
2: that.
1: Fantastic, yeah. Um wow. just like a picture of what happens, like I just I'm just laughing about it, but she's okay. This was this was our first kiss. This was our first kiss.
2: Very amateur. What's
1: what's the longest you've kissed me? Okay, um, this was like one of our first, um, like, now, now, church, please help me, help me. This is the woman I asked out. <laughs> Legit. This was how she used to dress. This was, like, this was, I was like, this is a partner in ministry, you know. <laughs> but things and happen. And I see how
2: you still dress that way, right?
1: No, I was just, you, you know, I'm one. blending. <laughs> But notice the scarf, notice, I mean, things happen, <laughs> things happen, I'm just saying, you know, fantastic, okay, I think that's, oh, do you have anything else? I think that's basically just like a, a picture of it, okay? Yeah, no casting today, that's fine. Okay.
3: All
1: right, so let's get into this. I was just thinking, just for starts, about how much trust it is to say, and which many people maybe struggle with, I'm going to marry somebody, like, this is a lot of trust um, in the generation of Europe you know, it's a, it's, it's a lot of trust how did you cross that line like I'm giving my life yeah I gave my life how did you cross that line of giving you my
2: life okay I think, I think trust is a is a big thing it's a deep thing it's, it's like saying um, I have control over something but I choose to let it go and put mm. it in the hands of someone else mm. and just take a back seat and have a look and just trust that it will go find, and so I think it will, it, it's. I think sometimes it gets. It's usually the crux of a relationship of starting out. Yeah, there's the part of um, the emotions, the feelings. I love this person, and all that. But then when it comes to, can I really trust this person? With yeah. it's not one year relationship. It's not four years after school. It's yeah. like the entirety of my life. And so I feel um, when when I was at that point and making the decision. Maybe my topmost thought was that God has to be the guarantee for this person. This person needs a guarantor Mm. for me to believe that I can trust you with my life. Like, he's a human being. He can actually fail. He can change five years from now. He will grow. He would have um, his likes and dislikes will change at some point. And his preferences will just begin to improve and change. But I felt if I have a guarantor Mm. that tells me or that says, okay, you know this guy, I'll beat my chest, go ahead. Anything that happens... I'll pay the cost for it, and so it was that it was that guarantor factor I was looking for. Does this guy have God? Is mm. God in this? Is there a whisper of heaven saying, "Okay, yeah, go ahead, this is the guy"? And so once I had that guarantor guarantee, not guarantee trust bank, that guarantor guarantee, it was a, it was a go for me. So yeah, I think I that think was the major, the major. I think that's
1: that's that's really strong because a lot of what I see is that people want to start relationships, or so you're trying to build a relationship and it's, we're, we're looking for agreement. We're looking for that person who it's like, um, me and you, we see this the same way. We, you know, we agree on this, we agree on this. And you kind of want to build a journey of, say, 50, 60, 100 years on that sense of, we both agree. But let's be honest, your position on many things has changed over the last 10 years. Right. You know, 10 years ago, even your position on the girl, you're like, "Hey yeah, okay, it has changed over the last 10 years drastically, right? And so I think maybe what we must be looking for, even in building trust is more than just like we're entering a contract. I would always be quick to tell people that I feel like the marriage conversation, and, you know, even if you're married, what you must see as the basis of this is a covenant. It's something more than two parties that have both signed. How many children are we going to have? Where are we going to live? You know, interest change at some point, you know. Uh, maybe you had sworn that I'm going, we are settling in Nigeria. We are settled in Nigeria, in Lekki. you know. And then, you know, just, just a season of life. make you think different about things do you want to wake up in your marriage for the next 10 20 years do you want to wake up in your marriage feeling like i have a contract i have to keep or do you want to wake up in your marriage feeling like i'm on a journey with somebody as god is inspiring our hearts you know in directions that he has set for us to walk so i think that's so strong when you say that the trust i have for you is really not just about who you are but the fact that there's a working of God that is drawing us in, I think that's, 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 Absolutely. that's good yeah, stuff, right? Yeah. Okay, Absolutely. great. Well, but have you ever had times when you felt like trust was, um, was challenged? Maybe your former relationships or stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you deal with it? <laughs> okay,
2: so I think, I think, um, yeah, maybe the closest I had in my current relationship, um,
1: like you're planning a future one. <laughs>
2: Guy, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
3: all right. Take it one
2: question at a time. Okay, so I think maybe maybe the closest I've had to a trust issue was when I felt I was in the dark about things, when I felt things weren't clear, and yeah. then maybe for me was um, I, an assumption. I started making assumptions about is this guy really serious about this relationship? Are you sure? Um, was that before we married? Yes, not before we married. Well, okay so I'm wondering of... if it's like let me think. Okay, okay and so it was it was this feeling of okay things we had we had clash here and there we had uh, tension at some point and so I got to that point where I was feeling like okay you know what maybe it's best to walk out of um, this relationship but then i gave it a thought again i was asking okay if this guy said this before and then suddenly his changed. so of course there was that tension but maybe what helped me at that point was clarifying things was having the conversation was seeking counsel i spoke to his brother about his one of his elder brothers and i was like see i'm about to break your brother's heart this guy is not and i think the point we had was because it was his first relationship can we not go over that? So, you know, you when know, I are we, can we not have to an go over amateur, <laughs> someone that does not have work experience, and then you come for an interview, and they're asking you, what is your five-year plan? And the guy says a lot of... And so it was, that was the problem I had to deal with. But, like, the mature one, you know, because I was a mature one at that point... I had to praise up. I had to. Okay, okay, let me help you. Basically, I had to encourage him, <laughs> and then I had to shame a few things. This is how relationship is being done. It's not by. This is how female. my former
1: relationships worked, etc. All
2: right, so basically, um, so actually,
1: what? I what, what, But one thing I think is important here is that um, you know, even in this journey of trust, I also think that as we build relationships, we we should position ourselves to be trusting. Um, you know, don't don't position yourself as though like. Um, like, like somebody I have committed myself to is in this world of proven trust because some of the things she's saying, um, you know, we're not like digging up our past and all, but some of the things she's saying, um, you know, ladies, um, thank you for who you are, um, but you know, sometimes if a guy tells you there's nothing, um, you know, uh, why are you concerned? No, 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 Liverpool lost yesterday, I'm sad you know it's not like there's one life problem for the last 30 years there's nothing don't rub that there's up. something you're not telling me there's nothing. There's, nothing there's nothing don't you know it so sometimes wait. sometimes this is your
2: liverpool thing eh? we'll still come back to it um, don't try and rub it this off
1: this is the house of god don't let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about canal thing but basically yes, i think the point is that the, the point really is that even in building a journey of trust i want to wake up every day with that sense of look my love for my wife is trusting yeah. it's not distrusting and then she's trying to prove do you understand? It's not like... Like, if, if I'm holding my wife's phone, I'm not holding it like an investigator. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Who? Which? Uh? Why have you texted three times? You know, you're not an investigator. Like, yeah. do you know the truth, friends? Do you know the truth, friends? Marriage is a beautiful thing. Right. You want to enjoy your marriage, not just, like, see yeah. the timing through. Do you understand? Right. You want to be at peace. You want to be... And one thing that would really help you is if your disposition is to be trusting, um, right. and I think that's a good right. Christian thing. And I
2: also think that on the flip side also, there's also the part of honoring trust. So there's part of giving trust. I trust this person, I, but there's a part of, this person has given me his trust or her trust, and I'm honoring of it. I don't make light of it. I don't mm-hmm. just toil. And I think I find a lot in Christian relationships where you feel like, uh, this, or even marriage, you feel like, this person is not going anywhere. We are married for life. Nothing can happen. And then you begin to pay, take the person for granted. You begin to... Yeah. And you say, we have like 50, 70 years. If I offend you for one year, we'll set you the next <laughs> year. And so I feel being honoring, holding that thing as a treasure. Yeah, there will be mistakes. Yes, yeah, there will be times when you err and all that. But let it be out of sincerity and not because you made light of the weight that this person yeah. has put in your hands.
1: You know, it's... One of the things we tell ourselves is that... Um, it's easiest to take the people closest to you for granted. Right, yes. Easiest, you know. It's almost like uh um I can want to satisfy everybody, and my wife should understand, you know. And there's that part of it, like, yes, she should understand. Um, but progressively on the big picture, please never work hard to make sure you never take the people closest to you for granted. And I hope that the things we're saying, you know, you might be thinking about it as your wife or as somebody you're in a relationship with. Or again, you might be thinking about it just as who you are as a person. Which means that on your journey, whether you're single, um, these are not things. One of the things I'm quick to say is that marriage is not like the day you exchange vows with somebody, then you suddenly just become it. Like, they'll just lay hands on you and you just become. The truth is... It's the journey of who you have been. It's the journey of how you have learned to handle trust. Are you actually a trusting person? You know, if you are not a trusting person, if your disposition towards people is distrust, you know, suspicion, suspicion, you know, hmm, everything, you know, if your disposition towards everything is suspicion, the truth is you're going to carry it into your marriage. Your spouse is always going to have to be proving, you know, explaining, and, and that really will not be the journey. But if we, can take, if we can take this a step further, I wanted us to bring that trust in, into communication. That's especially how... Um, communication has a wide picture, but I think it really links into trust. Just how we're talking, um, what communication can look like in a marriage, um, how important it is, um, how important you found it to be, maybe through different seasons, you know, and all of that. Okay, so,
2: so I think um, communication looks differently in diverse, diverse seasons. There are times you are together, either dating or married or... And there are times when you're apart for other reasons. My people can also be apart for a bit, a retreat, a job out of town and all of that. But I think maybe the core of communication for us is always what is being said and what is being heard. I think it's very important not assuming, not um, summarizing when you need to expand shade. I know we had that. We had a bit of each about it when we first got married. So... I, I like details. Like, tell me how it went, how you got into the car, you opened the car, you saw this person, you waved. You went in, you now made the call. You know all of that details. You can t- hear the
1: lady saying, yeah. Of course. <laughs> and so, you know,
2: I picture it in my head. And honestly, I have that picture of how you are going. This is... And I'm almost following you in the... When you marched on the brake, and then there was a police officer. I, I'm following the journey. But then, then he just felt like let's go straight to the point i had a good day yeah fine not so good yeah it was good but i was like okay is there was there light no there was there and then we're dating then and so it was almost like this guy is not feeling my vibe this and then he's like you're not telling me everything like there's more are you sad are you and then he's just you know i'm fine i'm working it i'm what are you working what are you so i feel i feel understanding the peculiarities of your spouse, or your or the person you are in a relationship with. And sometimes I find that it's also the other way around. Some guys are more detailed than the ladies are and um, deal with it, yeah. yeah. And so I feel, um, saying it, speaking it, what needs to be said, if this person understands details, understand understand that and then push it out. And also, what is being heard, not hearing um, what the person is not saying. And so I know, yeah. um, my husband says he's fine. There was the time he had a there was this um, Australia thing that you had then, that it was, it was a visa denial and all that. And so I felt it really meant a lot to him. and. You felt? I felt. We okay. were dating then. Just for emphasis. I felt, she felt. like it meant a lot to She concluded. To him. And, so, and then I felt like, okay, I need to be there for this guy, you know, comforting. Maybe I go to check on him every day and all that. And the guy wants to just close up. I you need to process. Close and he's, okay, we can talk, <laughs> we can... And so... I felt at that point that I was close out of his life. This is a very important phase you are going through. And (laughs) that was like how many years ago? (laughs) And so, you know, I felt like I wasn't. So on my own part, I was feeling like I wasn't there for him. He wasn't giving me the opportunity to be there for him. And on his own part, I felt he was thinking I was hounding him. Why you like Femi like, Allow me when I'm ready, I'll come out. And I'm like, I can't marry a man like this. You know, like you're going through, we'll have tough times. We need to deal with this thing together. But I felt at some point we had to, I come to that point where I realized, okay, we, we process things differently. Some people want space and some people want to be involved. And then I, I think we got to a midpoint where, yeah, to the extent that I can access, access, but respect the person's privacy in quotes, in, the, in those seasons and allow them be, but in communication first is speaking it and li- actually listening to it and not assuming
1: what you're hearing. Yeah, that's, that's a big part. Not, Yeah, so true. Um, I, and I think I like the emphasis on the fact that within every relationship, one of the things you want to be growing towards is growing towards knowing how you process things with respect for the other person. Right. So one of the things I have learned personally is that, quite honestly, I process things more... Um, just with a lot of, I'm, I'm processing it, right? Um, it's, I, I just need to, like, saying sorry is not helping. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I'm processing this, right? But I've also learned, and I had to learn that in a tough way, that I'm also accountable and responsible to her. So I don't just have a right to be like, you know what? Um, just leave me. I'm processing, you know? <laughs> Um, so it's like we both have to see and, and she also has to understand that you know sometimes this is how you do things and so it's finding those rhythms through every season and situation it's not always a white and black but it's love is always giving consideration you know not just thinking of itself but always giving consideration but about this communication I also think there's an important part about not just what we say but what we hear and and one of the things that I have learned you know um, in, in being married is that maybe there are like three levels at which I'm always trying to hear my wife. I'm always trying to hear not just what she's saying. That's like the last part. I want to hear her heart, you know? And so sometimes people are speaking, um, they are looking for the words, but they have a heart. So sometimes what I'm hearing is her passion. It's her, it's, it's a desire. It's a vibe. You understand? You don't just want to be, you never said that. You know, it's not everything she's able to say. Sometimes it's just that I'm hearing your heart. I'm, I'm seeing something waking you up at 4 a.m. I'm hearing a heart, you know. Um, the second thing I, I constantly want to be hearing, I think, is her story. All right? Um, by that, or her context. By that, I mean that I'm not just hearing a statement. I'm hearing a person that is coming into that statement. Um, so, I mean, she has had a background. She grew up in certain circumstances uh, different from me. Um, and so when somebody says something... You're not just hearing it out of, you know, you said that. But you're seeing a journey that brings that fruit. You're seeing, you know, the entirety. And the truth is, in relationships, if all we hear is just the statements, we're going to be very narrow. You know, I, I still remember the, a couple of times that we were traveling and, or, you know, sometimes that we're just in these moments of talking. And as we just start to, um, not compare, but as we start to reflect on differences of background, Of parenting, of, you know, just way apart of upbringing, of um, you know, just way apart in many ways. And so, you constantly want to not just be hearing the other person in terms of what they're saying, but in where they're coming from. You know, it helps you to sometimes just be a little more generous um, and all of that. So, for example, um, you know, in this communication thing, like my wife is saying, and just in her context. My wife pictures things in weird ways. Like I I still don't get, I will never get um, just one of the first questions I'll ask God maybe when I see it. him. You know, so I'm telling my wife, oh I have this friend, you know, maybe a friend from Ife. She's good in Medukuri, so she's not familiar with like the southwest. I and don't. I
2: already know the person in my mind.
1: So 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 I'm <laughs> telling her, so we've mentioned this name for like five years, we've talked about him, he's the guy that lives there, blah, blah, blah. He has children. Then the day she finally meets him, she now say, I mean, no, he's supposed to be light. He's to be short in her mind, he has a gap tooth. And I'm like, how can you, how can you no, decide? No, no, no,
2: it's based on how he tells the story. Like, oh, I like, was saying something and then
1: this... Then happened. she puts gap tooth, she puts tribal marks. Then she meets the real person and she's arguing that, no, <laughs> it's supposed to be like, how do you do that? You know, but a, a lot of it comes just from her power of imagination, of... You know, how she sees, how she interprets things, you know, a lot of it, like wild imagination, like, right? So if I'm ever making a statement and I'm saying it flat, I know (laughs) that my wife, do you understand what I'm saying? (laughs) When she's saying anything, I know that behind that statement, there is an image she's seen, you know, there is, you know, my wife had a procedure recently, and then I was, (laughs) you know, I like those moments when, you know, when they give her some when they have to knock out, you know. So, I like to hear the things that she will say. (laughs) You know? So, honestly, I'm not joking. So, she was knocked out, partially, and all of that. So, um, they finished the procedure, thank God, all of that. And then brought her back into the um, hospital room. So, I was sitting there. (laughs) She now started that. um, She started talking about dogs in our family. We don't keep dogs. (laughs) She started talking about foreign playing with dogs. No! (laughs) You know? I've been asking
2: for a dog for seven years. Of my life
1: in this So, marriage. so I was waiting for her to mention the name of the guy. That's what I was waiting for. That. You know, but, but for, thankfully you did it. you, know, you passed that test. <laughs> you know, yes. Yeah, so, so anyway, I say you want to really be hearing the heart. You want to be hearing, um, you know, the context, the story. Then you want to hear the words. Please hear the words. Please hear the words. You know, please hear the words. Or if you and your wife or babe do things like chatting, please read the words. Yes. You know? Yes. So, I mean, like, baby, I told you, I said, you never, t- I just go and record. She said, it got muddled up in, please read the words. Do you understand? If you talk here, here, actually, you know, so this is the big thing. You know, many times in communication, all we are doing is we are preparing our answer. Like, uh, uh, like you're just preparing your answer. Uh, when you're, you're not hearing. Hear the words. You know, actually hear give yourselves the gift of
2: presence you know um stop pressing your phone when your wife is there generally when you go on dates put your phone away generally as much as possible right
1: as much as possible this is not i'm still the one talking (laughs) so yeah but 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 quite honestly quite honestly you know um we can't allow technology to just come into our relationships and lose that sense of we're hearing ourselves so she's trying to say something I'm laughing at someone's status, um, somebody's tweet, you know, that, 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 hear yourselves. Whatever that would look like in your relationship, but honestly, you must be able to create a sense of we are hearing, her. actually hearing the words. You will be surprised how many things it's like, but I told you and you never told me. You never told me, say, uh, you know, well, will I not be lied. Uh, uh, I said, you did not tell me, you know. So I think just hearing ourselves, is something that we really need to rediscover in a very busy world. Um, what would that look like for you? R- respect yourselves enough, quite honestly. Probably to have times when you just switch off your phones.
2: You know, sometimes oh. it's not even just about the phones. Sometimes, even in your mind, I know there's been times when my husband is talking and then somehow something that happened is processing in my mind. And then I just keep a part of what he says and then he'll be like, eh, did you hear that? And I'm like, yes. But when I'm replying, you will know that I probably heard, but I didn't listen. It and didn't, you didn't
1: apologize that deal? Uh,
2: Love forgives a multitude of sins. And so it's, there, there are times when it's not just the technology <laughs> and all of that. So I feel even the fact that um, I need to be present, sometimes you doze off, sometimes you...
1: Yeah, sometimes you, you doze you off. You doze you off. off more than me. You
2: sleep more than I do. No, you no. doze off more than I do, yeah.
1: Not no, wait. Have I I ever dozed up when we were praying?
2: You said
1: I'm still coming to your side. Have I ever dozed up when we were praying? Praying for (laughs) what? Yeah, And, and, and again, I think this communication thing is so important because it's powerful in our friendship spaces. Now, one of the things we found is that many times people replace friendship with marriage. You were friends till you got married. Um, now you are married. You are basically paying bills together.
2: Mommy uh,
1: junior. You know, parenting yeah. common project. <laughs> you know, basically, um, and and again, you know, just that sense of it was like we were in a search for the one, and that might even be the story of even your courtship. You know that um, whether I use words like courtship, you know, um, courtship, right, or dating, or seeing, you know, um, you know, or talking, you know, but 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 don't replace friendship friendship is going to be that foil i want to wake up every day with my best friend trust me i like that's non-negotiable um friendship is going to be a foil for all the beautiful thing marriages you know and part of where friendship is always happening is that space of communication that space of where we're hearing ourselves we're hearing our processes so you know one of the things i've found in this space is that um sorry i feel like i'll be more comfortable this way is it okay Okay, sorry. So, one of the things sorry. I've found, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was trying to cross my leg and it was a kid. So, one of the things I've found in this thing, of what life
2: group do you belong to? Caleb.
1: Caleb. Caleb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, one. Did you hear that? Well, Victor, heard. <laughs> you heard. Did you hear? <laughs> That's what I go through anyway. Okay. Um, so one of the things I found in this space of communication and friendship and all of that um, is that if we are foiling our friendship and growing with it, we would be in tune with the changes and it would reduce friction. What happens many times is that the person you were last friends with is the person you are still speaking with five years later. So you are still interpreting that person by where they were, how they used to think, and the person has grown but you have not been in that growth process because you're not listening seasons have changed changed. you know do you know what it's like to work a job for one year do you know that one year working a job is not going to leave you the same it would either make you more sensitive emotionally more defensive (laughs) do you understand more offensive you know it would do something to you Um, but if you're not talking what you just find is that you are still in that thing of my campus lover campus lover you know and campus lover cannot even remember herself you know i <laughs> <laughs> hear you are just like yeah, but you did used to you oh can react by you know yeah. <laughs> you know i don't know that so yeah. i just think keeping that friendship space will keep us in tune but can we talk a bit about offenses mm. um
2: offenses conflict um all of that offense yeah.
1: conflict yeah um yeah. dispute resolution
2: dispute resolution
1: yeah if, if you are in, if you are in a relationship um marriage and you've never had any disagreement you know i was listening to somebody last night he said he said even if you marry an angel hmm, after like three years you'll be saying why your wings so long (laughs) you will find that why do you fly so high you know you know at some point something will just not work for you right so i mean i think that's my story i married an angel but uh what happened uh, here we are. <laughs> you know. so, so, think, so, what, what do you say about that? So, so
2: I think for, for offenses, I have a scripture that, that helps me a lot with it to cope with um, the human being that um, I'm stuck with. for the Your rest children. Of my life. Oh. So, it's um, Ephesians 4, verse 32. It says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just, ha- just as in Christ God forgave you so, so I, I think about it this way that um, this person would not and I think we say that to ourselves a, a lot this person would not deliberately do something to hurt me you know coming from the trust I trusted this person yeah. and um, when they talk together in communication we are talking this person knows the season I'm in I'm probably pregnant or I'm starting a job somewhere <laughs> I have, or I have a startup, or, or something this person knows what I'm doing and then in spite of that this person still did this and so I see from the lens of this person will deliberately offend me. And so maybe that helps you a lot to take it off, to take it off your chest. Not to hold it too hard. Not to say, oh no, this person wants to hurt me. This person is, he did it deliberately. And so I feel sometimes in processing offences, we process it usually from the lens of me against you. You did this to me. You did this to me. Mm. But something we told ourselves earlier on when we were dating was the fact that when we have issues, when we have disagreements, let's not make it about you versus I and then want to argue it out and get to a conclusion. And then the winner goes on with it, with an award. But let's see it as it's you and I fighting for this disagreement. We're fighting for an understanding. We want to know why this is happening. We want to seek to understand better why this happened. Why would you do this? Why would you... I don't mm. know. There was a day. It was very funny. This one was very ridiculous. It was before service. That egg story...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sunday morning.
2: Sometimes then we used to breathe. And so uh, that Sunday morning, we were rushing for church and all that. I think we just had our baby then, for she was still very young. So of course, we started into how to manage um, coming early to church plus family, and so we we're just rushing. Sunday mornings were very, very crazy. And then I was boiling egg for for uh, to come to church and all that. And then I was is asking me, how long will it take to boil this egg? And I also got the guy like. I woke up at what time. I've been hustling and rushing all around. And you're asking me, how long does it take to boil an egg? I said, I don't know. <laughs> it. I don't get it. And then, I didn't know he also took it. Like, well, that, that what do I mean? Like,
1: how so, long? I, I was asking, like, <laughs> like, like when did you put the egg on fire? How long will it take for the egg to be ready? But That's I, what I was asking. But,
2: but I it as, And she
1: was taking... And so she like was she saying, was asking
2: me how long it take know. to boil an I, egg? I am like Sunday
1: morning, with <laughs> receiving a word from the Lord for the church. You know, I said... Uh, <laughs>
2: And I, I at the girls like, as in, don't let me say what is up. I'm like, I'm and I also feel like we came to church like that. And of course, after that, so, for us, sometimes, it doesn't mean that we come back home and then we say, oh yeah, why did you say that? Uh, you said, of course, there are times when we sit down and we talk about these things to trash it out. But there are some issues, honestly, that, like you said, growing into the lightness of marriage, that we just feel, it was a flip. It was a, it's not, tomorrow you'll come back and ask me, how, how long does it take to boil an egg. So what we do with those kind of things is that, what you're about to say matters like that's Lara, I'm like you're not serious. You're asking me how long the boy like Ilara could go to Sunday, and then he you now says his own, and then we just joke about it. You speak. You speak. Your at home. A lot. A lot. With who? Like uh, your kids? To my children. yes. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't understand, your brother Now I understand, brother You only hear. You don't. You don't speak.
1: Uh. Uh-uh. uh I speak. And that's a word. defect in communication. I speak. I speak. You I should speak as
2: much as you hear. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And so and so, I feel that you know, first I feel that, in you know, offences... why are you
1: people clapping for, exactly? I'm just trying to even know. Okay. So, so
2: I feel in conflict and, and offences, I think first, having a heart of kindness, be kind to one another, yeah. compassionate. That morning probably was under pressure, preparing for service. Maybe somebody, something had gone wrong, one mic was not going to come on his service, and then he's trying to picture what will he do differently when he gets to church, or there's one gender he's not... Or there's something that he's just processing... And so yeah. be compassionate with the other person. Think for the other person. And it goes back to distrusting. If we start out with the fact that this guy will not deliberately just be mean to me. So when it's, when it's, when it's an offense, no matter how large, no matter how, if you need to even take time to process, to, to get some space and all that, process it with the lens of compassion, kindness, and then remembering yeah. that no matter how grievous it is, God has forgiven you. You've done worse things to God, and he actually forgave you. So how much more will you forgive him? Yeah. yeah that's
1: that's strong i think a a big thing for me in offense is um you know when we say about growing into the largeness um offense is either going to become like a limitation line or something we're going to grow bigger than every single step of it and um, many times i think the decisions we're making as relationships as marriages maybe even in friendships is is this big enough um for what we really share and one way this would really help you is if your marriage, your relationship, is not just an arrangement where it's like, we're here till an offense comes that we will solve. Right. But if your relationship or your marriage is actually vision-driven. Right. Um, and so the Bible says in Proverbs 29:18, it says, look, where there's no vision, people cast off restraint. Right. Where there's no sense of, when you think about your marriage, when you think about your relationship, does it come with thoughts of, Like something God is doing through us, doing in us. You know, just that sense of something more than we like ourselves. I think that too many relationships, too many marriages, too many homes are just built on how people feel about themselves. Um, And at some level, the offense will be greater than how you feel about yourself. At some point, what has kept me strong and focused and believing for something more with her is that we share something together before God that is more than what you did to me yeah. it's just that sense of a vision that is heavier over our home and you know what I would encourage you friends, you're building a marriage, building a story, building a relationship whatever, be praying for God to give you vision okay. be praying for God to work in your hearts in this sense of, think about it so if you are Mary and Joseph and you have both seen an angel and you have both been convinced that we're going to bring the saviour to the world, you know Mary farts uh, I mean, what was all that drama do I do, you know you, you realise it's easier to overlook because there's a sense of like we're climbing over this to go somewhere but when the offense is like it's like two people are just sitting down sitting down then you step on my leg why will you step on my leg in your family do they you know it starts to become about the offense but I think that if we're really running this thing the way God calls us to our marriages are not just about an arrangement where two people are dwelling together to I think it's about two people being together with a sense of vision that God gives and in that we grow larger and larger than every sense of momentary offense because, like Jesus said, offenses will come. Um, Offenses will come, but I just pray really deep in my heart. I, I look at homes, I look at marriages, and I even look at people as individuals, singles, building their lives, and I'm really praying for God to give us, you know, lives of vision that we do things by a deep And when I say vision, please don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you go to bed at night and wake up and say, oh, I see two angels that are giving me, no, I'm not saying there is like this one sentence you must be able to say, what is your home? Our home is the answer to the problem in Madagascar. I'm not saying there has to be like one thing that, but I'm saying that sense of living your life with with a heart for something more. Do you understand what I'm saying? With a heart of, you know, just that vibe of something more, that vibe of there's more to come. That vibe of, it's not just about here and now It's about something more yeah. That vibe about your life So if you know details, beautiful Even if you don't know details When you wake up every day with a spouse And you kind of just know it More than you even know your names More than you know the number of children you want to have You just kind of know that God's hand is upon us For yeah. something more yeah. You know friends, the truth is it gives you a strength It gives you a, right. a heart right. Right. You know, a, a compassion Good, you clap for me, yeah. that's, that's yeah. good that, that makes a lot of so sense stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Thank you. Yeah, I yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. you know.
2: In, in that same light, if so, if there's a sense of vision, if there's if there's that, so we are we are more concerned about growing, growing. Than, than allowing these offences. down.
1: exactly. So offence is an opportunity to grow.
2: Right. Absolutely.
1: You know, there hasn't there has never been a time mm. that I remember in my relationship with my wife yeah. that we came through an offence and we didn't come closer mm. and come stronger yeah. and come more trusting. Yeah more believing, more convinced, you know, it's an opportunity to grow into the largeness, all right? Not, so it's not like you, after offense, you're both limping, you know, more like if you step, you know, it's like we, we, we just realized, I think like she said, that it's almost like put that thing there, like step beyond it and let's just step higher um, into, into the more that God can do, right? I think we have to gradually start trying to learn this thing. Um, let me see, what... Um, okay, um, so, so let, me, let me try and like I wrote something here. I hadn't shown you this, okay. but I, wrote, I, wrote, I just made a note on my phone. This was in January. Um, I, maybe you had traveled there, and maybe it was those lonely moments, and I was, just, I was just sitting at home, you know. Oh. <laughs> you know um, my wife and my kids were away for a couple of weeks, so I, I'd just go home, and then there was Surge. <laughs> so... It was good for Surge, you know, just in terms of... Because next year, my children must join Surge. <laughs> you know, you can't... You can't come and be him, No, no, no. You must join. I don't care who you are. You yeah, everywhere. can't wait no. other things, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. okay. Anyway, so I, I remember getting home that day and I, I think it was one of those days and, and just writing this. I was thinking about marriage. And I wrote this out. It's going to be a little longer. I'll just read it. But I think it's deep. Um, marriage is a beautiful journey of finding so emphasis beautiful journey beautiful hmm? don't let anybody lie to you that ah you know there are people that will come you say this is the invitation to my wedding hell oh, you want to marry <laughs> I had this guy that met me before my wedding and he said I heard you want to marry <laughs> <laughs> marriage is a beautiful journey hmm? um, it's, it's really a beautiful journey can I remind you, marriage is not just a good idea. It's a God idea. Right. It's a God idea. Right. It was God who said, you know, it's a God idea. So there are many things that were good ideas 20 years ago that now are not really good ideas, right? right. Investment opportunities, yeah. da-da-da. But, but it's, marriage is not just like a good idea that oh, people of old, you know, right. it was once told before it went cold. No. Um, marriage keeps us bold um, because whether you are young or old, um, <laughs> Please don't fall. <laughs> okay. The rhymes are borrowed. Okay. But, but that rhyme was gold. Anyway. Um, marriage. <laughs> you know what my wife does. When we're at home, we're just randomly throwing rhymes. My wife will now start from. You just see her like from A. So let's say we're doing O to the boat. Then sometimes if you've even forgotten about it. You're even just, um, you know, doing something. Like don't withhold. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> forgot. Better anyway, than never. Yeah, actually. <laughs> so, you know, but marriage is a beautiful journey. It's right. not just a thing that maybe our parents, the way things are now. Marriage is a beautiful journey. The Bible says that it's honorable among all. Right. You know, that God still puts the weight of honor and says this is a God thing, all right? If you're thinking about it, don't think about it as the people here, think about it as a God thing, right? If you're in it, look at your marriage, look at your spouse as, wow, this is a God thing, right? Like, like imagine God showed up at your house and said you know what this this is me it's for you you know so just before you talk back just before remember this is a God thing all right marriage is a God thing it's a beautiful journey of finding new differences with your spouse and new graces to love them regardless I was thinking about my wife and i and thinking about how many things through the years you know just finding new differences you know um New differences, but new grace to love regardless. Um, one more fault to overlook. One more shortcoming to forbear. As the grace of Jesus continually transforms both the overlooked and the overlooker, the come short and the forbearer, and we realize it is really Jesus that is the overlooker of all our shortcomings and the forgiver of all our iniquities marriage is a beautiful journey of seeing jesus right i wrote this to myself I didn't, I didn't even show her this was like over a month ago and i just kept looking at it i reminding myself that at the end of this this whole journey is a beautiful journey of seeing jesus of how much he loved me and how much that stretches my heart to say I can love. It's Ephesians 5, where the Bible is saying, husbands, love your wives the way Christ loved the church. It's me remembering that this is a picture of Christ and the church. It's a picture of his love on the cross and that selflessness and me trying to say, I see that picture. How much of it can I be as this man waking up every day? It's ultimately a beautiful journey of finding new grace to love, to forgive, to overlook as we both, not one person saying, you did the journey of forgiving, but as we both, it's not counting scores. It's not, it's not keeping count on each other. But as we both are seeing Jesus and on that journey as sincere Christians towards who Jesus is, then I believe that's the journey of a stronger marriage, of a healthier home, of growing more into what the Bible calls the largeness of marriage as we approach who Jesus is in the ultimate. Amen. Amen. Any last words?
2: Mm. The love, the, 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 it's like in this marriage, in this marriage, respect all the honor and all Yeah.
1: yeah Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. God loves the church. He gave him journey to getting married respected annoyed as you leave this script towards seeing Jesus yeah. at the end of our
1: lives amen amen yeah. here's, here's where I'll close my, my my last my last thing I was thinking this morning if I could just take an extensive view um, of creation and how you know if I ask everybody who created the son um, what would you say no it's not a trick question I promise who created the sun? god right who created the moon god right we saw him created who created i mean we read that he created <laughs> who created um, the stars who created the, the trees that we see right so if i say who created the trees and all of that you might say well but it was a farmer that planted this but you know that yeah this specific one, a farmer planted it and watered and all of that but you know that it's because god in the beginning created it that farmers everywhere can be planting trees and they're growing It's because God had designed the architecture and the framework of it. And I was thinking that if I take an extended view of creation and all God did in those days of creation, that, you know, God, after creating man and said, you know what, it's not good that the man would be alone. And he made for him a help meet. And he institutionalized marriage. And so if I take that extended view of creation and say, in creation, God didn't just create stars and moons. God created marriage. And because God created marriage, farmers today can be planting trees in that same design and seeing that same blessing that God put on it in Genesis 1, coming on it in 2021, right? right? Husbands and wives today can be planting homes. Relationships can be doing it God's way. Not just how we think about marriage. Yeah, uh, in 2021, let's... No, doing it God's way and seeing that same blessing of a home, a beautiful home like only God can make it. And like she was saying, we can't say it enough. It's not about being smart and just trying to, you know, hustle your way around making a happy home. It is still a God thing. It is still to be done God's way. It is still God's design and God's architecture. You don't, you don't, you don't leave your singleness dishonoring the institution of marriage and think you'll come into it and enjoy the joy of it. No, you leave your singleness honoring it and you come into it and receive the value that God puts in it that we're working a story of a God design, of a God beautiful thing. I can't be in my home and be working against the structure God sets for it and think that I'll be work- I can't work against the architect and have a good building. Right. And so as we think about that, I hope I can encourage you that building homes and building marriages is not about ha. You know, maybe the first thing on your mind as you think about the marriage, you're about to have is, hey, economy, calm down. Remember God's architecture. It is a blessed thing. Before you think about how life, so if we said to that, what if along the line I'm not able to satisfy my wife? You know, how many times I wish a married couple have sex? No, I mean, but, but just everybody, saying. Everybody goes quiet. <laughs> like they do here. Yeah, you know, should we answer that? Anyway, but uh, anyway, just saying, anyway, What's saying your answer? stay focused. Saying that, you know, um, saying that it's a God architecture. It's a God beautiful thing. And I think that must give every Christian the confidence and the boldness to say, I'm walking that journey because God is the builder of this direction. I'm going to love my wife because God is supplying a grace. What God expects of me, his grace supplies in me. I can walk a journey because God is building it. Every house is built by some man, but he who built all things is God. And I can remember that. Why is our home standing? Not because we are the best. Trust me. Not because we are the best. Not because we are. Why is our home standing? God is the builder of our home, that we can walk in a God direction. Why would your relationship thrive? Not because you're wise enough, not because you have the best background, not because you're good enough, but because God blesses this direction. And if every tree around is standing because of that original creation design, if the sun and moon have not fallen, your home will not fall. Your home will not fail. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. 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 Tim, would you come? I hope... Can you help me appreciate my wife one more time? We'll just take a moment and let's just respond um, in worship. Um, Let's just lean over all that, you know, we've heard in some way or the other. I hope this has spoken to you. I hope maybe it has encouraged something. I hope it has touched on something in your heart. I hope it has reached into you in some way or the other. Let's just take a moment, everybody online, wherever you are. Let's just be leaning over this. Let's be responding in our hearts. Let's just be leaning over the journey that God has. And I'll be back in a moment because I want to pray for us. I want to pray for people building this story, marriages, homes. I want to just pray for singles. I want to just really pray that God would bless us in this journey that he calls us to, in Jesus' name.
3: You love is never going to give up. you never give up. You never give up on me, your love is never gonna give up, you never give up, you never give up up on me, your love is never gonna give up, you never give up.
1: You know, friends, I really believe that promise over people today. I really believe that promise over people wherever you are, plotting this journey, working this journey forward. I'm really believing that promise. But Jesus is doing a new thing in homes, in relationships, in single people. Jesus is doing a new thing. He's not done with us. He's calling us one more step, one more step just towards that beautiful picture of who he is in the ultimate. And I believe that through the institution of marriage and relationships we can be walking towards it. It doesn't matter the lies the world tells us. It doesn't matter what's going on all around. We can be walking a journey because our God is calling us to it. And for some people here this morning it's going to be a story of saying yes to Jesus. It's going to be a story of making a conscious decision to make Jesus the Lord of your life. I don't know how you came to church. I don't know what's going on in your world. I don't know what you've been, where you've been. Maybe you've fallen so low. Maybe you've fallen so far away. It really doesn't matter. This morning, I believe Jesus is inviting people to himself. If you're, if you're here this morning, you're online anywhere, and you would say these words honestly, I'm not in the right place with God. I'm not in the right place with God. There's only one way you can be made right with God. It's through Jesus. We believe that there's a Savior who died once and for all. A death he never never deserve to die so that you can have a life that you never deserve to have. We believe that there's a savior who laid down his life so that you can be forgiven of every wrong and if you're here this morning following service anywhere on any of the channels online or you're in the building this morning and you would say those words you know what I'll be honest I'm not in the right place with God. You know what I want to lead you in a prayer. I want this to be the moment where you'll be able to walk out of those doors and say I am a child of God. I'm on a right page with God through Jesus. Not by my effort, not by my striving, but because of who Jesus is to me. Can I just request that we all remain standing if we can? And can I request that we bow our heads and we close our eyes? And let's give somebody an honest moment. If you're all alone at home, it really doesn't matter. God sees you right now where you are. Let's give somebody an honest moment. My question today is: can you confidently say that you're in the right place with God through Jesus? If you say, you know what, I'm going to be honest, you're speaking directly to me. I'm not right with God. You know what I want you to do? I'm going to count to three. I want you to put your your hand on your chest wherever you are i want you to do it as a sign of surrender of a choice you're making whether you're alone at home whether you're watching service with others whether you're in the building this morning at the count of three i want everybody everywhere that is saying i need jesus i need to be forgiven i need a savior i want you to put your hand on your chest this morning are you ready one two three swing that hand wherever you are If that's you, God bless you. I see hands in the building here. I believe there are people everywhere making that decision. God bless you. God sees you. God sees your sincerity. God sees your need of him. And he's that father that will come running to you right where you are this morning. God bless you, everybody making that decision this morning. It's a new beginning for somebody today. God bless you. If you're at home anywhere, I want you to do it. If this is your moment, I want you to do it. Don't harden your heart on God this morning. This is a family, not a crowd. We're all going to say a prayer together. If your hand is in your chest, I want you to say it with boldness, knowing that God hears your voice, and we're all going to join in with you this morning. The Bible says we believe with our hearts and we confess with our mouth unto salvation. Can we all say together this morning, Heavenly Father, I come to you today.
0: because you've made a, way for me to come. So she's made a way for me to come through the death, through the, death the, burial, the burial and the
1: resurrection, and
0: the resurrection of, your
1: son, Jesus. of your son Jesus say I believe with all my heart, I with all my heart that, Jesus that Jesus Christ is the son of God is son of and he's the saviour of the world
3: the of the say world. today, today I,
1: confess Jesus I confess Jesus as my saviour and, and my lord say I give everything, I give everything to, follow him. to follow him say I will live for you I will, for I will stand you. for you you. Say please forgive me of the past and give me a whole new start. Now say this with boldness say I am your child. One day I'll be with you in heaven. In Jesus name. Everybody who believes it can we clap about it? Can we celebrate a miracle this morning? I love a miracle. I love a miracle. Praise the Lord. I congratulate everybody who has made that decision this morning. You know what, whether you're in the building or you're at home anywhere, we want to give you a gift to mark this moment. We want to help you. We want to get you started in this journey. I have here, it's a Fresh Life devotional. It's a beautiful like seven, eight day plan, how you can get started in your journey with God, reading the Bible and all of that. At the end of service on your way out, there are going to be some people at the back just waving it. If you prayed that prayer, you made that decision, you know what, just tell them I need that. I made, I prayed that prayer. If you're in the building, I made a decision for jesus they would love to give you they will love to know how they can pray for you if there's any way we can serve you or help you please just stop by and pick one up if you're online anywhere there's already information or wherever you're following service about how you can let us know that you prayed that prayer we want to send you resources and get you started but one more time can we celebrate this miracle that has just happened in the lives of people
0: we are so honored to have been able to share this teaching message with you from sycamore church Ibadan, nigeria we really hope you found it to be a blessing to find out more about us or how you can receive more resources from our church or our pastor, Tolulopemudi, please visit our website www.sicamore.church That's S-Y-C-A-M-O-R-E.church Or on Facebook and YouTube at Sicamore Church and on Instagram and Twitter at Sicamore underscore church If you're ever anywhere around us, we'll be super honored to welcome you at one of our services.